Welcome, everyone, to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We are comedians and actors and improvisers. Uh, we work in Hollywood. We uh, we hustle. Greater Los Angeles area is our kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's where we, uh, we, we, we ride horses in our kingdom. That's true. We and hustle dr- horses. And draw bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Bo Bridges. Find your bridges. All the bridges. Not the bald ones. We don't like those guys. No, no, no. They're very talented. We just don't run in those circles. We're huge wrestling fans, and we bring you the funny in wrestling each and every week. This week, especially, a special guest, Booker T. Big news. Booker T's on the show a little bit later on. No bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You, I know you guys think you're like, oh, yeah, all right, do a funny interview with Booker T. Well, it is funny, and it's also an interview with Booker T. Yeah, and then there'll be other... Th- patented curtain jerk stuff surrounding it you know look also if you want to get your wrestling news there's plenty of websites out there we're not a wrestling news web uh uh, podcast i was gonna say website but we do have a website no we don't give you the four hours of everything that happened everywhere on every show when you want wrestling meat and potatoes you go somewhere else we're your candy goodness giving you diabetes yeah this is the this is the this is the frosted cake of wrestling this Mm -hmm. is where you get all the uh, the funny stuff yeah, this is when you come home and you're like, all right, I had a lot of wrestling. I just need to eat a tube of cookie dough mm-hmm. and and cry myself to sleep. And by crying, we mean laughing. Yeah, we're the tube of cookie dough of, of professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's us. So, yes, Booker T's on the show a little bit later on today talking about reality of wrestling, uh, WWE stuff. A little known fact, Roger Ebert originally was quoted saying we are the uh, cookie dough tube of wrestling. It's true. Yeah, right it's before true. he passed, he said, yeah. let it be known. Curtain Jerks is the cookie dough tube of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so Booker T has his reality wrestling iPay-Per-View show this Saturday. We'll have a lot more information on that. You got to order that. It's an awesome show, and uh, his stuff's available online, youtube.com slash Booker T, R-O-W. Might as well subscribe to that right now. Yeah. What do you do that? Multitask. You, yeah, you've got you've got your computer on. Yeah. Unless you're driving in your car yelling at your iPod. I've got my iPod, and I'm driving in my car. Can you do that? Can you yell into your uh iPhone and tell it to subscribe to a channel. You know, I well, think Siri you can. I got. I have to press a button to make Siri do anything. See, I w- if I had Siri, I would just constantly tell it to give me Brock Lesnar matches. Oh, you know what? I, if I'm sure eventually it'll open up the WWE network for you. For me, I'm trying to find which which sandwich shop, and all it does is which which, as in like woman with crooked nose and giant cauldron full of potions. It hasn't figured out the fancy sandwich shop. No, it it's literally thinks I'm asking it to delineate between witches. I don't like this Siri. Yeah, and I don't want a haunted sandwich. I want a delicious sandwich. I would like to watch a un, uh, a technically not savvy wrestler try and deal with Siri. You mean like a like a uh, Sylvan Grenier? <laughs> you don't think he's up on just because he's French Canadian? Like he then doesn't understand technology, even though he's young. Well, I mean, it may be a little xenophobic, but I like the idea of him sort of being like, I think. Jericho! <laughs> Jericho, come here. <laughs> I would think like a, like a mean Gene Okerlund would probably be very, uh, very improficient at being able to yeah, but how master gr- Siri on an iPhone. But it'd be like James Dewar. It'd be like a, a Scotty on in Star Trek Four. He'd be like, hello, computer. That's how oh, I talk, meant it. Yeah. Uh, use the mouse. Ah, hello, computer. Yeah, I imagine that's what Okerlund's but probably Okerlund's doing. probably going like, uh... Nude pics of women, please. 
<laughs> Very authoritative, but it's like, oh, it doesn't work that way. You got to press this button and then say, Siri, please find me nude pics of women, please. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, nude pics of Siri, please. Uh, he doesn't need to search that stuff. That guy's a player. I mean, how many, like, how many women in the 80s have seen in, like, stark blue or red bikinis that were sort of just sort of wandering around, I feel like? I don't know. You never hear those stories of, like, you hear the stories of Randy Orton or CM Punk with all the girls now that backstage. You never hear the stories of the announcers or the commentators who happen to hook up with the, I've, the like, I've, me and Gene Oakland and Rockin' Robin were together for a month or two. Yeah, but he's, he wearing a, he's wearing a tuxedo, and I think that, like, that goes a long way. I mean, he was, like, he's one of the classiest guys in wrestling, if you think about it. He always kept his cool. He, like, he played it. He was, like, he was a constant professional. He'd play it up if the wrestling was yelling at him he'd shake his hand at the microphone sure he was good but you'd th think between maybe him or a sean mooney or a you know a, uh who else i'm trying to think who else like shivani yes uh tony shivani some of them had to at one point on the road just make a play for one of the gals I'm, I'm i don't think that they didn't i don't think they did poorly i think they were i think they were guys that enjoyed the road and they were very classy in the way i'm calling it right now i'm saying mean gene oakland and rock and robin had a thing you know what Who i'm gonna have to think... i'm gonna have to wikipedia rock and robin to know what you're talking that, about that's okay that's that's deserving um i think we she was on the royal rumble we uh reviewed on here Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. It would have looked like the, two moms. Like your best friend's yeah, mom. Your best friend's mom. Your two <laughs> best friends, like moms, were fighting. Like one, like uh, Corey from Boy Meets World, <laughs> like his mom. And then also, like the mom from uh, whatever the Savages family was. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. So. That, this is also that moment where the crossover wrestling fan is yelling at the radio, being like, all the characters in Boy Meets World were blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, just be happy that there's a girl meets world, everybody. I'm stoked. I'm I didn't ever watch it. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. Who did Tony Schiavone hook up with, Steve? You're you showed me a picture of him earlier, and I recognized him. You're a I, huge WCW fan, and I, you couldn't place him. I you know <laughs> I recognize him now when I saw his picture. Uh, it blew my mind. Uh, you know who he, the contortionist. That uh, Kevin Nash had in that suitcase when he was feuding with uh, with Macho Man. I don't know who that is. So there was this great feud with Macho Man and Kevin Nash where uh, Savage got a bunch of sewage dropped on him, and in classic wrestling like uh, in cr classic wrestling fashion, they cut to the crowd yeah. to let you know how much it smells, and then you always get like some preteen or some fifteen year old in the front row is like, "P.U. Man, that smells. That's definitely shit." <laughs> With WCW logo shirt, and, yeah, and mullet, like, yeah, yeah, NWO for life, rail thin like me, like ew, grody. And so they showed that, like that was the clip from the week before. Macho Man comes up, black bandana, huge, ridiculous, like gorilla fur coat. So this is him, like when he's super swollen, like he's really yeah, when big he was like super point. ripped, but he was it looked like he huge... was gonna pop like a tick. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was looked bloated with muscles and yeah. anger. So he comes out and he's like, ooh, yeah. And he brings a painter bucket full of uh, whatever the sewage is. Like okay. he saved it from last week for Kevin Nash. Calls out How Kevin sad. Nash. He's been driving around for a week with sewage. Ooh, ready to I got this in the back seat. Strike revenge. So he comes out. Kevin Nash comes down with a suitcase and he leaves it in the ring. And then he's, I think he talks to Macho Man for a little while. And then he like, I think that's like the suitcase starts moving and it opens and this contortionist, this beautiful woman comes out of the uh, suitcase oh. and she picks up the bucket and she puts the, uh, the, the slop on Macho Man. In the ring? Yeah. That's who Shivoni, uh, Shivoni Baboni. <laughs> Shivoni Baboni, the contortionist. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. That you got it right here. <laughs> Who said we're not news? Yeah. So remember to <laughs> remember to search the WWE network for contortionist and sewage. Yeah, and Shivani, if you can spell it. You know what? I I always get a kick out of that stuff because you know, as actors, we'll see those casting breakdowns. We saw the casting breakdown for the Sting promo from a yes. couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were. <laughs> I made the joke to you where it's like neither of us can play a classical instrument. We should have applied anyway, saying we'd work the symbols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you need a big finish? We can do a big finish. Th- two guys, symbols. Symbols. I can do the gong. Huh? Ah. <laughs> How about the dinner bell? <laughs> so I like the idea. Every once in a while, I'll see these casting breakdowns for WWE stuff. I, I would have imagined seeing that breakdown for WCW. Like, woman contortionist must be comfortable handling raw sewage. <laughs> Must be comfortable being hit on by Tony Schiavone. May have to close deal. Well, but I mean, comfortable getting hit on. It's up to her. I'm sure they had a wonderful evening. I'm sure. It sounds like they did. Like a a drinks at the Ramada or, or you know, motel bars. Motel, excuse me, hotel bars are the best. I love hotel bars. Motel bars, that's never in the motel. (laughs) Motel bars are you ring the bell and then, hey, what you drinking back there? Yeah, where's the liquor store? That's the motel bar. That's right. You know, a lot of stuff is going on in wrestling. We can't keep up with it all the time. Like, you know, we're not a recap show. Like, we have to highlight things that happen here and there. We try and keep a tight, compact comedy show for everybody. So we bring you what we can bring you at the time that we bring you. But at this moment, we're able to bring you a huge scoop. Something that's currently going on. Last night, The Miz's Dad was at Main Event. And everybody's already talking. Spoilers at SmackDown, everybody. Miz's Dad and Miz's Mom got involved in Ms. TV. So we should take a moment to say to you, Curtain Jerks listener, welcome to Spoiler Country. Welcome to Spoiler Country that this is uh, Ms. Spoilers right here. So oftentimes in previous episodes in the past, we've had Ms.'s dad come on the show and needless to say, he's been less than enthusiastic about his own son, the Ms. and all of his accomplishments. It's quite shocking, really. But... We invited him on the show today to talk a little bit about what happened at SmackDown, the recent success of The Miz. This has to impress him. Oh, that's that's right, Scott. This On this historic day of good scoops for Curtain Jerks, yeah. uh, historic scoops for Curtain Jerks, yeah, bo- yeah, yeah, we've got Booker T, we've got Miz's dad. I feel like because we're in spoiler country, we can catch Miz's dad off guard, and he is going to be excited, and we're going to get him. It's about time, because he's excited about many other things, but this time, Battleground, the success of that, all, all these things. So he's in the lobby right now. Recording in a new studio. I'm going to get him. Right. I'm going to get him, go Scott. Get him. I'm going to go get him. I'm Very getting excited. him right now. A lot of you fans, if you don't know the Mrs. Dad, you could just Google Mrs. Dad. You see images of him. He's been at shows previously on WWE. He's oh. very famous. Oh, uh... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Mrs. Dad. Uh, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> what? I also have a Titantron entrance on YouTube. You have a Titantron entrance on YouTube? Yeah, uh, an industrious fan made a, uh... A homemade video of footage of me and made a Titantron entrance for myself. I'm now, I'm not in any of the video games or an actual superstar of the WWE Universe, but I've got a Titantron entrance on YouTube. I have to say right now, I know everybody's really excited for Sting in WWE 2K15, and they have these community creations where everybody can create these awesome superstars. I hope someone for 2K14 creates Mrs. Dad because I will download that immediately. Well, I mean, I don't want you guys to think that all of this fame is going to my head. 
But if you search for Mrs. Dad on Twitter, <laughs> I think you'll find a couple of people want to know what I'm up to. Well, we'll retweet that video and post it on our Facebook, so that way we can all be sure to watch your entrance video. Because you've yet to make an entrance into the ring. Yeah. Like, you're always in the crowd. Yeah, I'm always in the crowd. <laughs> uh, do you want to be a competitor in the ring? Uh, no. <laughs> you don't care? No, we do Well, okay. You know who is a competitor in the ring? Oh, who? Your son. No, no, Zack Ryder. I, he's not my son. <laughs> no, but he's a great you, wrestler. Why did you jump to Zack Ryder? He, he broke his own streak. He hasn't won in, on Raw since 2012. Did you hear about this? I did. Oh, did you hear, can I tell you? But did, you did you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> Zack Ryder. Are you, doing, are you doing setups like 80s stand-up comedians? <laughs> Maybe. I, look, I, I don't want anybody to think that the fame's gone to my head, but... Have you heard about this one? <laughs> Zack Ryder hasn't won. Have you heard about this? On Raw since 2012. And Bazingo. But, well, he, and then he won against Fandango. Oh, yeah. Fandango's a great dancer. Okay. Well, your son, The Miz, at Battleground, won the 20-man Battle Royal to win the Intercontinental Championship. Ziggler was too pretty good in that match. <laughs> You sat there in your chair and started twiddling your thumbs. You literally started twiddling your thumbs. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The Intercontinental Championship is a big deal. A lot of people yeah. don't think it has a lot of prestige. Yeah. But I think on a guy like either Cesaro or Ziggler or, you know, no, I mean, even Sheamus, even if he was doing double belt duty, I think he could really get a lot of acclaim on that belt on that belt. But you're not excited that your own son, The Miz, who now he he uh, he denounced Cleveland, where you're all from. He denounced Cleveland. He's now from Hollywood, California. That's you know, that's where we are. That's that's big time. He's a big time star. So this big time Hollywood star is now the Intercontinental Champion. Who, Mike? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know why it makes me laugh whenever it's really demeaning when you just call him Mike. That you don't call him by his I proper I character changed, name. I changed Mike's diapers. <laughs> I, I changed his poopy diapers. Uh huh. Mike had poopy diapers and I changed them. Uh, well, and sometimes when it smiled, he had that same smile on his face when he had pooper diapers. <laughs> well, he uh, he does have a very unusual smile, which we've talked about at length previously on this show. You're. I'm you, sorry. You know. Ziggler really put on a good show in that match. I thought he looked really good. All right, who, yeah. Who was it? Was it down to him and Sheamus at the end? It was down to him and Sheamus at the end. Well, it was down to him, Sheamus, and the Miz because the Miz was hiding on the outside. Yeah, that was bullshit, wasn't it? <laughs> you thought it was bullshit? Yeah, Mike was just laying around out there. <laughs> well, I guess everybody kind of appreciated it because he was out of the way. You thought what your son did was bullshit. Did he do this kind of stuff before? Was he lazy with chores and stuff around the house? Oh, I don't know. He kind of just was there. I feel like he, I could have given him chores and stuff, but I don't know if he was going to get it done. Let me ask you this. Are you excited that he married Maurice? Who, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mike, your well, son. Maurice is beautiful. Yeah, she's really beautiful. You like, you know how you like sometimes see a woman and you're like, wow, that's what like the concept of beauty derives from that. Mm hmm. Yeah, she's stunning. Yeah. Are you excited for him? Who, Mike? <laughs> yes, Mike. Are you excited that your son, Mike, married Maurice? Yeah, I guess. I mean... Were you there at the I wedding? Hope, I hope she's cool with it. Were you, she, sounds, she seems like a great person. Were you at the wedding? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you don't you don't remember your own son's wedding? Yet you follow Zack Ryder breaking his own streak from 2012 to win against Fandango on oh, Raw? Oh, Mike's The Miz. <laughs> yes. I was at his wedding, yeah. Oh, man, the funniest thing happened. What? So they came out of the church, uh-huh. and we threw all this rice at him, and this one pigeon ate a bunch of rice. <laughs> oh, man, this pigeon was so hungry. I was like, if I was that pigeon, I'd be like, oh, was that rice? Look at all this rice on the ground. You guys are just, you guys are just throwing all this rice around? And I have the ability to fly, just like the freedom of the skies, and I have free rice. It's like, what could be better for me? I'm a pigeon. Look at all this free rice. I don't have a son that disappoints me. I'm a bird. I can fly high. <laughs> you just said, I don't, amongst that, uh, being a bird stuff, I don't have a son that disappoints me. It sounds like uh, your son well, I disappoints didn't say that. you. I didn't say that. You did. You said it as a bird no, from uh, the perspective of a bird. Yeah, that pigeon had a lot of rice. It was all this free rice. I don't want to point out the fact, this seems like it'd be really dist- distracting at this time, but we ordered some catering today since we're in a new studio. We have a lot of lime cilantro rice, and it's right here. I don't know if that's of interest to you at all. I wonder all. why I couldn't smell it. Oh my god! Yeah, you. I, oh, you did you just lift up that saran wrap? I lifted up the saran there wrap. There's like her. a waft of steam. What is that? A brown cilantro lime rice? It's a brown cilantro lime rice. Yeah. That's right. Oh man, the rice doesn't look mushy at all. It looks like it just the rice opened just the grain opened just the right way. It so did. It's, it's very it's, succulent. You seem to be more interested in rice. Know? There's also an eight by ten of your son holding the Intercontinental Championship uh, right next to it. That. He happened to send to us because he Could thought... Could you move that picture? I'm trying to look at that rice. <laughs> you want us to move the picture of your own son holding up a championship that he won. That's really something. Against, against 19 other men. Oh, there was 19 other guys there. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember when Cesaro got knocked out of contention? Yeah. Wh- that was... Like, didn't you think Cesaro was going to win? I, well, Heath Slater threw him out. Yeah, that was big for Heath Slater. Yeah. I bet he has a proud dad. <laughs> okay. You... Uh, yeah. You've admitted right there that you are not proud of your own son. What? Tony Slater? I'm sure he's a happy guy. <laughs> you mean, you're talking now about Heath Slater's dad. Anthony Slater, wonderful man. <laughs> I met him recently backstage when I was at W. I was at a Raw event for some reason. I can't remember why. Tell me the specifics. You don't remember why. It was probably because your son. It was probably because your son invited you. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> said I did, no. I did go to SmackDown, and that was fun. I got to meet what a bunch happened? of wrestlers. Yes. What happened on SmackDown this past week? You were you oh, were in the man. crowd at main event. It was so exciting. So, they have nachos. <laughs> no. Come on. Ms. TV. The Miz was talking to you and your wife. Who, Mike? <laughs> yes. Mike was talking to you and your wife about who your favorite superstar was. Oh, yeah. Roman Reigns. Your favorite superstar is Roman Wayne. I can't even say it. Roman Reigns. Oh, that'd be funny if Roman Reigns was one of the Wayans brothers. Roman <laughs> Wayans. Name all the Wayans brothers. Oh, geez. There's a Marlin. There's a Damon. Oh, Keenan. When's your son's birthday? Oh, who, Mike? <laughs> yes. Hmm. God, let's see. Mike's birthday. Mike the Miz Mizanin's birthday. I have edited this clip down for time. Edit, we're at 12 minutes of me waiting for you to give me the Mike, Mike the Miz's birthday. You knew more Wayans brothers off the top of your head than your son's birthday. What's the sister's Wayans? Do you remember that? The sister? <laughs> I don't know. I She was funny. <laughs> Did you? All of the Wayans were funny. I don't think <laughs> I've ever been disappointed by a Wayans. Do you remember that movie Most Wanted with Damon? 
That was Damon, right? Most Wanted. Yeah, the one that took place in L.A. and he got framed for killing the First Lady. I don't remember this They now. had ice bullets for their sniper rifles? I don't remember this at all. I think it was Damon. Look, what, anything happened? I thought you were involved in TV on SmackDown. Did you not interact with your son? Did nothing happen? Your wife just said Roman Reigns and that was it? I had catering. <laughs> okay, well look, you can have uh, the 8x10 if you like uh, to take home. We just or I could put some rice on it. <laughs> As a plate? Yeah, I guess so. You shrug your shoulders like, I guess so. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, hey. All right. Look, Mrs. Dad, look, thank I'm you. A, I'm a big deal now. Oh, well, you have your own YouTube entrance video, so we'll be sure to pass that around for you. I'll try not to get too big ahead about it. Well, we thank you, Mrs. Dad. It's always fun having you on the show. I hope at some point you appreciate what your son is trying to do to impress you for your love. Oh, rice. <laughs> Mrs. Dad just took a scoop full of rice on by hand, put it on the 8x10, and walked out. Scott, it's all over the table. There's little ricelings everywhere. <laughs> well, it looked like it was that rice would be together, like sticky, good rice. But No, it's a it's a separating rice. Now it's time, I think, for the Booker T interview. Let's do it. Yeah. We are going to talk with Booker T. Booker T, I don't know if you guys know this. He's a wrestler. He is currently on the WWE Network as an expert panelist, uh, talking on the Raw pre-show, the Raw post-show, the pay-per-views, all that stuff. Like he, He's always giving his insight. He is on the Wrestling Compadre Slamcast on The Nerdist, giving his Faye Five each and every week. That's available on iTunes and, of course, The Nerdist. And he's got his own wrestling promotion, if you didn't know that. If you're wondering, like, what else is Booker T up to these days? Reality of Wrestling. Based out of Houston, Texas. Uh, it's available on YouTube. They've got an iPay-Per-View coming up, which we're going to talk about right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome for the first time ever on the podcast, Booker T. Joining us today, a very big guest for us. We're very excited to have Booker T on the podcast. Booker, welcome to Curtain Jerks. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely glad to be here. Great. Uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording. We were very excited in that you've had this illustrious, great career of wrestling and then into commentary. And now something that I do as well for After Buzz TV, uh, that you're a panelist for the WWE Network, uh, something that has got to be almost as stressful as putting together a match or, you know, working on commentary because it's getting people excited for that show coming up and getting those sound bites in and sharing that panel with everybody else. How has the transition been for you from wrestling career to commentator to now uh, panelist for the WWE Network? Uh, it's really, it's really bad, man, um, compared to commentating, compared to uh, actually, actually being in the ring, you know. Uh, it's really laid back. We got there just have fun. Uh, it was like, it's pretty much a shot off the cuff. You know, we don't, uh, it's not scripted. We don't have to, you know, go out there and say certain things or anything like that. Uh, so it's actually, uh, it's really, really fun. And now they're actually giving us a little bit even more leeway to actually even have a little bit more fun, you know, so I like it. Yeah, I saw, I was watching Battleground on Sunday, and it looked like you guys are, every time it gets to the sort of the, the, pa the panel, it looks like you guys are actually having a really good time. And I feel like a lot of the guys at the table are sort of always deferring to what you say. Sort of like you're you're always sort of the authority at the table, even if you're kind of like you always seem to be leading it. But that sort of fun sort of is infectious. I, I was watching with a lot of first time viewers on Sunday, and they were laughing like they got excited when that panel came on. Well, you know that's just the thing 
right there. That's our job, you know, to get the fans excited. Certainly about the stories, you know, creating a little bit of controversy, you know, uh, you know, really throw some dirt out there, you know, so uh, people can watch it from a different perspective. I mean, you know, the wrestling is always going to be there, you know, but to um, actually uh, create a little bit of buzz, uh, I think that's the fun part. Great. Um, well, another thing that we want to kind of create buzz about is, you know, we see the WWE films coming out all the time and we're always excited when there's a wrestler in them. Um, and we've been wondering, has that transition to WWE films or any movie career been in sight for you? Because we'd love to watch you in one of the WWE films. Yeah, uh, Booker, I would love to see. I watch you kick ass in space, on the streets. I mean, <laughs> pretty much I would love to see you in an action movie of any accord. <laughs> you do that kind of stuff, you know, but I've been mean, uh, in front of the camera for, you know, over 20 years, and, you know, that part of my life, you know, it's been great, uh, but now, you know, I want to be behind the scenes, you know, I want to be able to produce, uh, want to be able to direct, you know, and, you know, uh, do it from a different perspective, you know, grow, uh, more importantly than anything, I just don't want to stay in one one phase of my life, you know, so right now, I have a reality of wrestling, having my own wrestling company, you know, you know, having my own television production, you know, uh, that's what I'm more focused on right now. Do you feel like having, having wrestled and now you're getting behind the camera and you're doing your, you're doing that promoting, you're doing the booking, do you feel like you've got it like an edge? Do you feel like there's lessons you've learned that sort of are informing that? I'm sure it's the case, but I'm wondering, does it feel more poignant for you now that you have like a much more experience going into that sort of field? You know, I really do think I have an edge. You know, I've seen it from every perspective, you know, as far as, you know, WCW, you know, um, you know, TNA, actually Global Wrestling Federation, actually now even in the WWE, I've seen it from every different aspect. So now I'm just trying to um, change the game a little bit, even even more. You know, uh, you know, I'm trying to make young kids, you know, um, come back to wrestling now, and you know, opposed to you know, you know, just jumping in MMA. You know, with my wrestling show, it's all geared around you know, um, young people um, looking at their stars and saying, man, that's not something that's unattainable. That's not something that I can't do. Man, I can do that. Uh, all I have to do is just be um, trained. All I have to do is be taught properly. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a possibility. So that's what I, I try to do with my wrestling organization is give young people uh, that opportunity to go out there and express themselves. It sounds like it's a lot more inspirational than most than you would normally hear when it comes to talking about a wrestling school or a pro promotion. It seems like inspirational is the term that keeps sort of like going in my mind. Just you don't hear that. It feels like it's always a matter of like the story, the story. But what you're describing is the attainability. It sort of seems very new to me. Um, I have um, one um, one show. It's called High Octane, um, and, and what it is is just a recap of um, of, of, of um, my my shows, uh, my, like the last three weeks in the main. Excuse me, one more. I'm still a dad, too. I'm still a dad. <laughs> out, out of here now. Move it. <laughs> okay, it's a great picture, but Daddy's on the phone right now. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. Still a dad too, you know. I gotta do all that stuff. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> uh, 
know, but uh, what I do is, uh, like I said, my high octane show is it's a recap. You know, we do three weeks of TV, and then the, that final week is a, a recap of those three weeks. And then the main event is two kids from my wrestling school that's never been seen before. They're, now they're on television in the main event. You know, and um, young kids see that show and go, wow, man, I can do that. Um, that's really what it's about more than anything, uh, as well as um, trying to nurture the business as far as trying to find the next Booker T, you know, the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the next, you know, big guy that's going to go out there and I'm turning some heads. Well, a, an added benefit, too, for you, I would think, is uh, you get to work with family at Reality of Wrestling. You have your wife there with you. You have your brother there with you that... Um, you, it's it's close knit that everything's right at home for you. You're at home. You're working with family uh, who you can trust and be with every day, and who you could probably communicate with the best, which has got to be a, a great perk. I mean, it, it, is, it is a family business. You know, me and my wife started this thing ten years ago. We opened our wrestling school ten years ago, and um, you know, it's been a struggle. You know, and this year, um, you know, it, it finally broke out. You know, when we changed the name to Reality of Wrestling, everything kind of like clicked for us. Everything seemed like it just, uh, like, the doors just start opening um, for us. Um, now, you know, um, Saturday night having our first internet pay-per-view, um, Summer of Champions, you know, um, it's really, really big for me. And I'm so proud to have, you know, made it to this point, you know, having a local television deal as well as a, a national television deal as well. I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, man, I mean, we're really doing it. And uh, to be, uh, you know, in this position to get it done, um I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's amazing. But um, it's been a lot of hard work uh, put into it um, at the same time. Is it tough being the little brother trying to tell your older brother what to do? And I assume your wife, Charmel, is very strong-willed that sometimes you're like, I need you to do this. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, that's, that's coming from two younger brothers right uh, right now who are talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, you know, um, we're, you know, my, my group, um, my reality of wrestling team, um, we are just that. You know, I got a lot of young people work for me, um, but and I'm the boss, of course, but um, I never go into it thinking that I know everything. I always have the, the uh, mind to, you know, to keep my ears open and listen to what they have to say. And um, and if it's constructive, if it's right, if it's good, we're going to go with it. I'm never, I'm never going to just... You know, not do it because it's um, you know not my idea or anything like that. You know, and um, that's what that's what's made reality of wrestling successful is uh, we really are a great team when we're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to bring uh, wrestling to a different level and, um, and and trying to you know put a different style of wrestling out there at the same time. I think another added bonus to the time that we happen to be in now is it being such a digital age that. Not only can fans go back and see this catalog of wrestling, your your career on the WWE Network, seeing you know some of our favorite moments like the Chicago Street Fight from Uncensored '95 with the Nasty Boys, where it just went all over the place. You guys fighting in the concession stands, um, seeing moments like that, and then now that you're on YouTube, that uh, your reality of wrestling is available on there, and then on uh, Soul of the South Network that they can watch full episodes online and then getting the iPay-Per-View this weekend that it's all at their fingertips all over the world. You know, that's, that's a huge advantage for us. You know, we don't have a, uh, you know, a whole lot of money like, 
watching uh your show on youtube and uh the simone beast guy i that guy frightens me <laughs> i mean he's he's great he's a, he's a real powerhouse and seeing that highlighted with stevie ray in his corner and then mysterious q with ddp in his corner i think that's going to be a very exciting match and then you're also crowning your first women's champion as well correct yeah we call them the diamonds here um, in mm-hmm. reality T-Day is now Friday, July 25th, for now, from the end of time? Yes, indeed. Here in the city of Houston, <laughs> July 25th, it's Booker T-Day. I was given uh, the keys of the city last year, and uh, I'm, I'm so proud of that as well. You know, it just happened to be before. You Congratulations. Know, before, uh, internet pay-per-view, you know, so everything just seemed like it's working out together. You know, um, I think Paul Bosch is, you know, my mentor, you know, that I, that I never met is really looking down over us to really make this thing something special. Right now, we've actually um, pre-sold over, over 500 tickets, and uh, we, we're getting close to our mark, you know, which is uh, 1,000 to 1,200 um, um, seats um, sold, so um, I think we're going to make it. Well, I just want to point out right now that from now on on the show, we're going to celebrate on July 25th each year Booker T Day. I just want to let you know that. That's now it's now a tradition on our show. <laughs> Check it out, you know, look it up, make sure it's authentic, but uh, July 25th is actually Booker T Day here in the city of Houston. We will be celebrating on Friday, um, you know, going into our big pay-per-view. 
Wow, I hope that means at home, like, you don't have to do any of the chores. Like, you don't have to take out the trash. You don't have to, you know, do any of the stuff at home. That you go, hey. It's a Booker. holiday. It's, it's a national holiday. It's Booker T Day. I don't have to do any of that stuff. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Like I said, man, the city here has been uh, so good to me, you know what I mean? And that's why I'm hoping, you know, I'm definitely going to come out on Friday, I'm sorry, on Saturday night and uh, support us, uh, support reality of wrestling, support what we're trying to do here in Houston. I'm um, trying to keep all Bosch's dream alive, trying to, you know, bring, um, you know, wrestling back here to the city of Houston as well as, you know, around the world. Um, you know, everybody can, you know, touch, you know, reality of wrestling. And um, if you want reality of wrestling to come to your city, make sure you go to realityofwrestling.com and uh, leave your comment. And uh, we'll definitely uh, try to make our way there, but, uh, you know, stay, stay, stay a part of our crew. Yes, definitely. YouTube.com slash Booker T R O W. You can watch there. You can also see full episodes on Soul the South Network, which is SSN.tv. Summer of Champions on an iPay-per-view on July 26th in Humble, Texas. It'll be available for viewing online at realityofwrestling.com. Booker, this was great to have you on the show. Yeah, man, as a fan and just getting to talk and like hear you right now, I mean, you sound so energized and so into this, and it's really cool to hear that. I just, I really wanted to let you know that. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I am excited. I've been, I've been doing interviews like all week, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's exciting, you know, really to try to create something, you know, try to build my own empire and, um, and do it from the, from the ground up, you know, with uh, nothing but a bunch of soldiers, which is uh, my reality of wrestling team, you know, um, Cindy, Cindy Arzola, you know, you know, Kevin Bernhardt, Justice Smith, you know, my lovely wife, Charmelle. Um, you know, we really are working our butts off to get this thing done. And uh, I, I appreciate all of you, what you guys are doing for us, as well as the fans out there. Support the cause. Go to realityofwrestling.com. Follow me on Twitter at BookerT5X, as well as follow me on Instagram at BookerTROW. <laughs> well, Booker, yes, it was a pleasure talking with you. And I hope that maybe in the future, if you've got some more events you want to plug and, and chat some more about some fun stuff, we'd love to have you back on. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, Scott. I was so nervous when this interview came in, like because we met we met Booker T once in Phoenix, and I, I'm glad we didn't mention it to him during the interview. Oh yeah, and like he was sort of we both wore suits and we went up to him and started talking to him and he was disarmed at first because we were dressed as nice almost almost as nice as he was yeah a long time ago we had a plan of attack where we're like we're gonna get some interviews on the podcast but what we're gonna do is we're gonna dress up super fucking nice mm -hmm. so we don't show up as wrestling trolls wearing the you know I'm wearing my Matt Hardy version one shirt I mean no, all stuff that we own that we are wearing yeah. underneath our dress shirt oh sure yeah. we're like Superman ready to go but we're dressing up as Clark Kent to disarm him but I remember we talked to Booker T briefly, but then he like he sniffed us out almost immediately. We're like, "Hey, Booker, it's nice." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got some time." And then all, like we pooched it. It was like I, I pooched it. I I totally pooched it. Uh, yeah, he, he said it was like, "Yeah, man, I'm not gonna make fun of the company." And we we're like, Gah! and then he was gone. I said the dreaded word comedy. Yeah, you, you can't say comedy. And then the limo can't say comedy to, uh, to working WWE wrestlers. Yeah, the limousine drove off, and it was like. Well, good call. With good. all those cans and the just married sign, which yes. is super fucked up. That that brand new married couple was just standing yeah, there. Yeah, Booker T just took the, he just hopped in. And you know what? They let him because it was Booker T. Funny because it's now come full circle with someone we've wanted to talk to for a long time. And we had it. 
we had it. I fucked it up. Yeah, but now we had it on a really legitimate way that I could appreciate. And, like, I really liked I liked hearing about reality wrestling because I so rarely get to hear about somebody saying, like, there's promotions and you hear yeah. about it as a promotion. You rarely get to hear about something where he's, like, he believes it's, like, yeah, I'm bringing this to the kids and I'm bringing – in a weird way, he's like he's bringing dreams to people and sort of like, hey, this is what you wanted to do. This is your chance to do it. And it really feels like, honestly, Texas is being removed from wrestling. Texas is such a major element when it came to wrestling. Think of all these major stars that came out of Texas, like Booker T, uh, his brother Stevie Ray, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, uh, JBL. All these guys are Texas-based. Undertaker. Did I say him already? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's but, Undertaker. Undertaker. The Taker. But, the Biker Taker. Well, I the think, Dead Man Undertaker. We had talked about it briefly. Obviously, Kane, too. He's yeah. his brother. Yeah, he's Texas. Paul Bearer, yeah. Uh, the, Parts Texas, unknown. Texas. <laughs> that with WWE sort of homogenizing and making it like everyone is from just the United States of America. We had, t- we had talked about it. There's a de-Southern of wrestling where yeah. it's no it's no longer territories and that's there that's in the history books that's on the network but there always seems to be that kind of like there aren't regions anymore it's not and so when you have a place to sort of like sort of rekindle it i think that's cool you do there should be wrestling meccas like there florida yeah. should be there there should be a you know the power plant there should be a place in texas people go it's like i want to be a wrestler then go to these places yeah i'm from texas like i love that there's th- the redneck in me is excited for all those people in Houston that get to go watch wrestling every every month when Booker has a show. Where are those? They have that outlet. Where are those places? Like off the top of my head, it's almost like naming fictional cities from from DC, like Keystone City, Keystone Gotham City, City. Uh, Gotham, um, uh, Metropolis. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's Philadelphia. It's where ECW started. Like, where would you go to if you wanted to do ECW if it was happening? If you wanted to be a wrestler like now? No, like back then, like when ECW. I'm like our backyard, bro. Let's bust over some light tubes. But like that was sort of what happened. I feel like you'd go to Florida because that's where you could learn, or that you Memphis, to... like the Lawler. Territory. Was there? What was there? Was there something in Ohio? You, uh, that was Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah, that's that was like the OVW, mm-hmm. and then like in our minds, there's sort of these are the place like that was your that was your university, that was your school. You yeah. go to these places, or like like I feel like San Diego is one of those big places right now, Southern California. There should be varsity jackets from these things. Like, why is there no heart varsity jacket? Like, uh, there's what you there's, know, like a big H. Just so no, they there's can walk around. There's you know, a jacket and, I've seen in Southern California. It's a pair of eyes. And um, oh, that's a UCB. No, it's a don't think it's it's a pair of eyes and it's brothers all uh, it's a pair of eyes. And it's really cool. All right. I wish I could remember what the brothers. Are. Well, listeners, you have to know, comment on our SoundCloud or uh, tweet us and let us know who, what jacket is this or send us a photo of this of these <laughs> these eye jackets from California. Well, speaking of Twitter, I think it's time for jerk tweets each week. Go to Twitter dot com and follow us at Curtain Jerks. Curtain Jerks, send us your hashtag jerk tweets. We have drank too much coffee today. This is true. I think my teeth are uh, just freezing up. Pablo Bonzo says, with a new Nation of Domination style stable being hinted at. Santino Bros. Oh, is it Santino Bros? I believe it is the Santino Bros Wrestling Academy. That's that's Canada. No, that's here in... uh... In Bell Gardens, California. Really? That the image is the two eyeballs. Wait, is it Santino like Santino Morella? No, just uh, some other. All guy. right, I'll find out. But it's the Santino Bros, and they, uh, the their logo is the eyeballs. Oh, all right. Can I because see it? uh, yeah, it's. I uh, hope you tweet this out later. Yeah, I will. All right, there. Uh, oh. Do you recognize that logo? No, not at all. I've lo- recognized it just from indie shows here in Southern California. Okay. 
So I'm glad that took the 16 minutes for me to figure it out, but it was worth it. Santino Bros, Santino Bros, Santino Bros. <laughs> With a new Nation of Domination style stable being hinted at, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, Big E, what old stable would you bring back and update? I'd go for a new brood with Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn, and they could take out Christian as an introductory angle. Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. I don't like this. I don't like that at all. Taking out Christian. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Why can't they take out Edge? He's so easily uh, breakable. Well, he's out. He's out of, he's not, he's not in contention. They Scott. could attack him in his home. Jesus, buddy. <laughs> yeah, let's a real home invasion shit. Uh, I would like to see. It wasn't really a stable. It was more of a tag team. Uh, no, Virgil wasn't in there. I'd like to see the idea of Money Inc. Basically, like a billionaires club. Yeah, I could see that. Like, give uh, Del Rio something to do that he could be in there. Who else do you? Uh... DiBiase. Oh, what? You hire him back? He's not there anymore. No, he's as the legends. He's like the uh, the ambassador who shows up every once in a while. Oh, the older DiBiase, yeah. not the young one. And then Triple H sort of wanders in and out of the room. It's kind of like they could even very easily call themselves Illuminati Inc. Also, <laughs> where it's like a bunch of rich people from different parts of the world see, somehow uh, changing policy in uh, wrestling. JBL. Yeah. I think it'd be great if there's some guy who's constantly trying to make enough money to get in. Oh yeah, like so make out of stock win. investments, or no? But I storyline wise, you'd have him winning matches, and they'd be like big paydays, or like I'm putting out a fifty thousand dollar bout. I'll take it, <laughs> and it's like on the entire tag team division. Uh, I'll still take it. Ah, uh, all right, uh, I'll make it work. This isn't gonna work. And then hospital, what's what's going hospital bills? Like yeah. it gets beat up. A uh, lot, what's so Kofi Kingston doing? Can he tag with me? Maybe me and Kofi Kingston. Who do you put? Who do you put in that role? Who do you put as the desperate guy who's constantly trying to? Make enough money to get inside of Money Inc. Ah, jeez. Uh, Who's like a desperate? I think Slater would be good at it. Like he, Slater always plays sort of like desperate, but uh, kind of still charming at the same time. I like that. Yeah, I That's think good. he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this. This is good. And then uh, the other jerk tweet we have here is from Lingus Mafia, friends of the show. They got their show, The Five Count. Go check those guys out. There are rumors about Vince McMahon not being high on Adam Rose anymore. Can well, I should hope not because wellness policy, guys. <laughs> Play on words. Can you call Vince and get to the bottom of this? Well, I, I suppose so. I don't see why not. Like we've, we, we've, we've already had one phone interview today, Scott. I think we can handle a second one. And we've bothered Vince McMahon with other stuff previously, so I don't see why this isn't any different. All right, so I, I'd also like to know about this whole Kenta thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I, me too, because I don't know. I'll, I'll probably muddle my way through that, but I'll ask him about it. Well, Kent is some big uh, Japanese wrestling superstar that we, I mean, I don't follow Japanese wrestling. A friend, Mark Rozeka does, but uh, we don't follow it all that well, but he's signed. They got this international Kenta now. All so. right, you know what, let's call, let's call, <laughs> I was about to say, let's call Mark Rozeka and find out what he's got to say about it. Let's call him, let's call Vince McMahon. Oh, it's ringing. Hello? Uh, Vin- Vince McMahon? Uh, who is this timidly talking to me? Uh, it's uh, Steve Sears and Scott Narver from Curtain Jerk. That would make a terrible interview style if you're timidly talking to the guests that you have. Uh, Are you recording this? Um, yes. Oh, you what? Well, we just thought it would be a good opportunity to talk to you about some recent developments in WWE. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here. Are you trying to show. act like a journalist now? No. Are you trying to act like you know what's what? Like you've got a press card in your hat. Look, I, I think that we have legitimate journalistic integrity. Oh, now you're a new show. Oh, now you're a new show. I thought you were all jokes. They're we, all funny. Ha ha giggles. We call them bits. Oh, bits. Just, uh, bits. yeah. Bits. 
Well, Mr. McMahon. You know if you work for me? Or what? You'd be fine. Well, I think we'd make you chuckle first. And yeah, then, and then you'd be fired. And then, we'd be, and then we'd be fired. And I'd and lose, then we'd... I'd lose power in front of everyone that respects me. Is it true that you don't like it when people make eye contact with you during pitch? I hate pitch? it. Okay. I hate eye contact. All right. Well, you don't like it. Well, how do you? How do people know who you're talking to? Because I I bark out their name. Oh, okay. I bark. Stephanie! Stephanie! Triple H! Shane! See, they know who, uh, who it is. Oh, uh, what was the last thing you said to Shane? Uh, goodbye. Oh, come on. Yeah, I said goodbye. Where is he? Bring him, bring him back. Nah, I'm not gonna. All right. I'm not gonna. All right. Well, so there's been... Is that what you want? No, well, I'd love for Shane McMahon to I'm come back. I'm not gonna. Oh, come on, Mr. McMahon. All right, well, Mr. McMahon, I understand there's been some recent developments. You recently hired a Japanese wrestler named Kenta. Is this true? That's true. Now, uh, yes. this seems really exciting. I don't know a lot about him, but I'm, no, I... Neither do I. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know squat. You guys are really promoting it like it's a very big deal. I'm wondering what the next step is with this guy. Oh, there's a lot of rumors going around the room. Now, do you want to hear all the rumors? Why everybody thinks they're so smart on Twitter. Why everybody... Oh, I know why he did it. Because of WWE Network. So when they... Open up internationally to Japan, they'll have all the Japanese subscribers. We don't need that. We don't need a Japanese wrestler. Well, I think there's a lot of that. there's a lot of Japanese wrestling fans that would appreciate a you know a Japanese champion. Oh, well, that's kind. fine. They can they can be invested for all they want. You know when they they will cheer for who I tell them to cheer for. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, is it because uh, we're sticking it to CM Punk because that's his favorite? Oh, we hired him in spite. We don't need to do that. I'm gonna sue CM Punk. I'm a so sue you're him. you're talking that Kenta heavily influenced CM Punk. So you're saying that by hiring C- Kenta, you're sort of sticking it to CM Punk. You sound like those dorks on Twitter that way. That's not why I hired Kenta. Well, okay, then why did you hire Kenta? For a new international Japanese Senkara. Kara. Oh, you know We're what? We're gonna have all um, Sin Caras from all over the globe. That's all these different action figures and collectibles. You will have to purchase and buy. You know what? So Kenta Kara will soon be coming to the WWE. I was going to put a mask on his face. And then if he stinks, if he sucks up the joint, then we're going to just hire another Japanese wrestler. Uh, you know or what? put somebody else in the back and make him Kenta Kara. That sounds like a terrible idea. And I'm only saying this because when you said that, you, when you, the last time you made a huge international sort of hullabaloo about hiring somebody. The last person was Sin Cara, right? That's right. And in a way... He stunk up the joint. Kept falling all over the place. We're like, wow, that's no good. He uh, violated the wellness policy. That was no good. That's bad publicity right there. Well, do you that think... That got leaked all over the place. So, you're out. Somebody else is in. Well, don't you think that Kenta would do better unmasked and sort of just being himself and sticking to the style that he's comfortable with and that's made him so popular in the first place? Who was Doink the Clown? Gone. You're some sort of wrestling insider, right? Who who was uh who was that wrestler? Uh it was several wrestlers, wasn't it? Exactly. Because you didn't care about who he was in the first place, so you get somebody in there in the dark makeup. When he sticks up the joint, you just hire and put somebody else in that makeup. Well, to be honest, Ever rotating gimmick that ever presents you with piles of cash. Was Do- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Was Doink the Clown a big draw for WWE? That's right, in 1993. So, uh, and then it went stuck off the joint and it kept trying and it went back to the so once too often. Doink the Clown was a big draw for once in 1993. That's right, and Kent is going to be huge in 2014. All right, well. Huge, you big know, time 
money. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about was apparently Adam Rose is no longer in your favor. Is this true? Uh, what's That's a bit of a sore spot. Yeah. You want to go there right now? You want to go toe-to-toe with me about Adam Rose right now? Vince McMahon, I just want you to talk about what you're comfortable with. How are you feeling about Adam Rose right now? Or I don't like it. What would you like to share with us? I don't. Well, I frankly don't want to share anything, but I know you'll keep calling me incessantly until I do. You know what? We've got to get the truth, Vince McMahon. And you know what? It sounds like you got the truth on you, and it's weighing you down. You want to get it off your chest. I got a bone to pick with that Adam Rose. He is ruining my life at home. Why? What's happening? That exotic express of his. He's uh, bringing everybody on board. Oh, they're having a good old time. Uh, they drink and they do all kinds of things. They have all hullabaloo on there. They're having a good old time. Well, you know what? Linda. Linda McMahon has joined him on that bus and she hasn't been home for weeks. Uh, so Linda McMahon is partying with Adam Rose on the, uh, I was about to call it the DX Express because, well, frankly, that's what it is. I wouldn't it? like that either because they'd be saying suck it all the time and I'd say, no, don't you suck anything on that bus. Oh, what? So, so- Xbox on that bus, I don't want you sucking anything on that bus. <laughs> Well, the, the, all I hear is Xbox for that second. Uh, hopefully that's don't all Don't suck an Xbox. Don't suck an Xbox. Uh, I have a, a, a lineage of rules. Like, don't suck anything with X. Don't. You stay away from all that, Linda. Linda, you are with me. We made vows together. We only kissy faces with each other. Uh, now, what was Adam Rose's, uh, like, they say, they call people Rosebuds, but what's the, do they have a motto? Is it just partying? What is it? Well, you asked don't, me what they do on there. It's don't be a lemon, right? Is yeah, that don't be a lemon. Well, guess what? I'm a lemon because I am sour on the idea of my wife uh, kissing and hugging on a bunny, possibly taking some sort of uh, 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 drugs or something, uh, some intoxicating uh, uh, something or other that gets her all goofy in the head. She's going to run for Senate for a third time. She's going to win this time. Did she run twice for Senate? Yeah, that's right. She's going to win this third time. We know it's going to work out because internationally everybody's going to be excited that there's a Sin Cara and a Kenta Cara. And then we're going to hire somebody else that's foreign and put them on a mask and make them a car as well. Well, you know what? I'm just excited for all the bits that are going to end up on well, television. Well, Kara is going to be the Hawaiian Kara. All the bits that are going to show up on WWE TV in relation to the third Senate race. Because that's stuff. I love it. That's political. That's well, great stuff. I don't wish it's not going to happen. She's right now in a haze. She hasn't been home for weeks. And she's on this exotic express. I don't like it. Well, I want Adam Rose. Well, that's how you get that young vote, I think, is if you have her sort of dealing in that sort of party atmosphere. That's how you get to get the kids these days. They'll never remember to vote. They're a bunch of drugged out uh, uh, burnouts. They're, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know anything about that. Yeah, but political I, state of things I, thought, I thought you guys were really excited on Adam Rose. Now, what's what's with the change of heart? Because he's abducted my wife, Sears. All right. She hasn't been home in weeks. I don't know what she's doing on there. And when she gets home, she's going to stink to high heaven. They don't have a shower on the Exotic Express or a bunch of dirty hippies. All right. Well, rolling yeah. around in the dirt with free love. Really? Free love. That's disgusting. I, haven't... I hate hippies. I hate them so much. I, you know, I feel like I haven't I'm seen them. I can, I can hear that. Where was the last hippie uh, wrestler? Was that Dude Love? I, and even that, I didn't like. I knew it was Mick doing it. He's like, hey, I'll be like this hippie character. I don't like it, Mick. I don't like it one bit. I don't want it. I like hillbillies. That's what I like. I like a good old Wyatt or a... You know, uh, who are the pig farmers? The, the who are Godwin? Those? Oh, I love the Who Godwins. are those pig farmers who did... Uh, uh, the Godwins. Was it the Godwins? That's right. They're the Godwins. Uh, uh, they're getting Triple H in a slot match and getting in some old muck. Oh, I love uh, good old muck. You know, that's the only thing I liked in WCW one time. 
There's a feud between Kevin Nash and Randy Macho Man Savage. I, yeah, there, there was... They a, a bucket of muck, and they throw a muck at each other. Well, it was sewage, but uh, that's... I, I prefer it was muck. That's the definition, yeah, it's the definition of muck. Kevin Nash make a great hillbilly. He would. He looks like a great hillbilly. But a higher and back is a hillbilly. That's true. I like that. That's Hillbilly good. Diesel. I would have called it Hillbilly Nash. Oh, you're telling me what to do. All huh? right, Vince McMahon. Uh, you, you know, it's in concern that my wife has been missing for weeks. Uh, you know what? I have not seen her on WWE programming for quite a while. Yeah, because she's stuck on that bus. So by hook or by crook, I am going to stop Adam Rose. He's going to be fired from WWE television, and I'm going to get my wife back. And I'm going to make it the genetic jackhammer express. Oh, well, fair enough, Mr. Van. Yeah, then we're going to get some divas on there. We're going to have a good old time. Um, yes, sir. Me and Triple H having a good old time on the Genetic Jackhammer Express. Well, more power to you. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, that's right. More power to me. I have all the power. I have all the power. And you are fine. Uh, well, I, I don't work for you, but thank you for give, t- giving us your time today. I'm Mr. hanging up on you. Wait, are you from a foreign land? Are you per, from perhaps uh, Israel? So you can be my Israel Kara? Jesus, buddy. Do you have any idea what's going on in Israel right now? I don't. <laughs> well, that I but did. I know I can open up uh, our product internationally uh, no, by no. making up some merchandise. No, uh, Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, before we go any I Jinder Mahal back. I'm going to make him a car right now. You know what? We're going to just get that right there. Thanks for talking to us, Mr. McMahon. Whew. God, you can't. Vince is on a tirade. No, he's on a real tear. But, you know, he's the boss. What are you going to do? Can't do nothing. He's the boss, man. Yeah. Can't stop him. But you can stop us. That is another episode of Curtain Jerks. So we got some plugs to uh, put out there. On Your Mark, the comedy shoot interview show. Uh, the season finale happened. Matt Hardy was the final guest on there. Uh, you can't miss it. That's a, it's a great season finale uh youtube.com slash on your mark show you gotta check out that matt hardy episode other episodes include adam pierce joey ryan rob van dam that's a must go go check that out i think you'll highly enjoy it uh go listen to past episodes of curtain jerks if you loved booker t on the show today well then you'd love john morrison on the show heath slater roman reigns dean ambrose aj lee even john cena available on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks and of course the most important thing of all this weekend what are you doing we we going on a date we doing so get stop it all Sit at home. Go to your computer. Take your date to a computer. <laughs> take your date to your computer. Get your ass to Mars. Yeah. Uh, uh, hide all your weird stuff. You know, put all that stuff in secret folders that it's a trail she can't figure out. Get your iPay-Per-View. Get Reality of Wrestling. Be sure to go to realityofwrestling.com. You can watch full episodes of Reality of Wrestling available at youtube.com slash Booker T. R-O-W, also full episodes on SSN.TV. That's Soul of the South. They've, they've got all full episodes of that show on there. And, of course, if you're in the Houston area, you got to get to Summer of Champions on July 26th. It's in Humble, Texas, and it's available for viewing online at realityofwrestling.com starting July 27th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Get your iPay-Per-View. It's so cheap. It's great. You help out supporting Booker T. Booker T was on the show today. Be sure to tweet him, Booker T, 
uh, 5X. Tell them Curtain Jerk sent you something uh, that you love to hearing them on the show. And get a, catch them on Friday, July 25th. Uh, Booker T Day. Booker T Day. That is Booker T Day. That's Booker T Day. Tweet them on Booker T Day. Don't take out the trash that day at home. Don't do any chores when the that ladies... That is a national holiday. It's a national holiday. Don't show up to work. They know why. It's Booker T Day. Yeah. They show up, they'll send you home. Yeah. Celebrate. Celebrate that day. Tweet Booker. Tweet us. We love interaction with you guys. And until next week, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. Ah, free entertainment. Who doesn't love free entertainment? I love it. It's free and I'm entertained. Uh, We don't ask for money. We don't ask for uh, uh, gobs of money. We don't ask for much. You don't need a credit card to ride this train. No way. But we uh, do ask for something in return. We ask that you help us out. Uh, you help us out in the numbers out there in the wrestling world and that you share us. You get on SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks and you follow us on there. You add to those numbers so it increases and other people can see that this podcast is something to jump onto, that this is funny and this is good and that you like it. And then you can share it. You can repost it on there and you can like the episodes and comment on them. Too. And when you share it and you repost it, if you'd been commenting, everybody gets to see what you're saying. You know what that is? That's publicity. For you, the listener. Yeah, you may get more followers too out of this. Oh my god, it's it's all cyclical. Oh yeah, we make a funny joke. You make a funny joke based on that funny joke. That's called a callback. That's and, building on a joke. And then we get super pissed off that we didn't come up with that joke. They're like, son of a bitch, that guy's blocked. Yeah, that guy. I can't believe he made a joke based on our dick joke. He thinks he's the best dick joker. I'm gold dust blocking him. Yeah, lemueled. Mm-hmm. And so you get to do that, and that helps us out. That's huge. So obviously, share this podcast with your friends, and go to youtube.com slash podcast. Follow us on there. Subscribe. Like us. Uh, comment on our videos. you got your predictions videos on there for the pay-per-views. You've got your wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. We even had that JR's barbecue taste test on there. Yeah, maybe you forgot. It was delicious. It's a video sharing website. Share the videos as we share them with you. Yeah, getting interactive. We want your interactivity. We want to hear from you guys. We like talking with you as much as wrestling fans don't seem to like to do that. We actually do. Yeah, you know what? Look, I understand when people say the internet and they say wrestling and they think, you know what? Why doesn't anybody ever talk about wrestling on the internet? It's like there's no one's got any comments to make. I think everybody's got some comments to make. You do it on YouTube. Do it on SoundCloud. Guys, Triple H is a phony. He's trying to jump on the internet now with his Twitter and everything. And, and the WWE Network. He's pretending he's fan-friendly. We are fan-friendly. We're giving you a voice. Let's talk shit on Triple H together. To hand in hand, guys. Where's that ponytail after all, Triple yeah. H? What? I thought that guy had committed to his character, huh? Yeah. He's a really good guy, and it seems like he really knows what's going yeah, on, Yeah, he seems actually. like he's taking care of that new talent. Ah. Uh. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.